You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Some of the most powerful things are things of the unseen. Things that you know exist, but you can't put a literal hand on them. The unseen is so powerful to where as Christians are just people, we are told to walk by it. Paul says specifically in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And he gives us the reason why in 2 Corinthians 4 and 18, for the things that we see are temporary. But the things that we do not See, those things are eternal. They are enduring. They are everlasting. They they are things that will continue or last despite the time. Things change in the earth, but there are certain things that, that have the character of God that will not change simply because these particular things are divine or pertain to God and such things are talked about in the text mercy and truth I I don't care what happens Mercy and truth will always be around and will always do or carry out what God has ordained for them to carry out. And so it's important to understand mercy and truth from a literal standpoint as well as a divine standpoint. We'll start with mercy. Mercy is kindness. It's an act of kindness. As humans made in the image of God, we know what it feels like for somebody to have mercy on us as well as for us to have mercy on some somebody. Kindness. And when you put kindness into action, is it can be defined as help. I'm helping somebody. So mercy is, is simply helping somebody that, that needs some kindness. 
helping somebody that may not be in the place that God has ordained them to be. So you make it your business to help them until they get there. Woo, I thank God that he had mercy on me when I was not in the place I needed to be. Woo, hadn't always wore suits, ties. Hadn't always smelled fresh. Woo, tell your neighbor, I ain't always been the one you see now. It wasn't nothing but God's kindness. It wasn't nothing but his mercy. It wasn't nothing but his help. And how many know God will help you directly and indirectly? I'll never forget we was in Savannah one time and, and uh, we'd been there about three days and I had ran out of money. And uh, Brother Ricky, he had, he stopped and he got him this biscuit. Man, that biscuit looks so good. God, God Almighty. He said, uh, you ain't eating? I said, oh, man, I, I'm good. <laughs> Didn't have no money, but that was <laughs> He said, you know what? I bought four biscuits. You want, won't just eat one of my biscuits for me. You sure? <laughs> I didn't just eat the biscuit. I think it was two bites. It was gone. But that was an act of mercy. That was an act of kindness. And, 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 it, and it hit the spot. Now this was coming from a human. But when it comes to God's mercy, you can't even compare his mercy with the mercy of a human. Because God can be so kind to you. That, that you can express it with a hallelujah. You can express it with a thank you Jesus. But honestly speaking, you just can't put it in the words you want to put it in. That's the reason we, we have to say repeatedly sometimes can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do us like Jesus. His mercy is wonderful. I, I, I want to show you how powerful his mercy is. Let's go to uh, Psalm 13. Y'all stay with me. Lord have mercy. We're going to talk about his mercy just for a minute and we're going to move on. Psalm 13. Verse 5. This is so powerful. Psalm 13 and 5. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. Notice what the psalmist revealed. Mercy in reference to God is something you can trust. You're going through something in your body, but you're asking God, have mercy on me. You can trust him to have mercy on you. You can trust him to touch you from your crown to the sole of your feet. Look at the text again. Mercy is something that you can trust. And, and, and that's not something you can always do when it comes to humans. 
even family members. You can't always trust folk. But you can trust mercy like you trust God when it's connected to him. Why is that? Because his mercy carries his, his traits. I have trusted in your mercy. And notice the implication according to the verse. When you trust in God's mercy, it's going to lead to salvation. Lord, have mercy on my body. Lord, I'm, I'm aching from my crown to the sole of my feet. I need you to have some mercy. And because you can trust in his mercy, sooner or later, that, that, that Shekinah glory of God is going to hit you from your crown. You can't see it, but it's going to hit you. And all of a sudden, you're going to start feeling better. It's going to start inwardly, but, but it's going to end up outwardly by you giving him the praise. He didn't give you no pill to, to take, but he showed touch you with his mercy. Why? Because his mercy, when you trust in it, it leads to help me. Y'all y'all must not see this verse the way I see it. It makes me happy when I just read it. Let me read it again by myself since y'all ain't that happy. The psalmist said, but I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. Man, I can't tell you how many times I have asked God to have mercy when I had, when I had messed up. And he had it. By a show of hands, who know what I'm talking about? I can't tell you how many times I have went through it financially, physically, emotionally, mentally, and so forth. And asked God for his mercy. And it showed up for me. You know what I'm talking about? Well, let me show you something else about mercy. Let's go to Psalm 106. Psalm 106 and verse number one. The psalmist got so happy that, he, that, that the same thing he said in Psalm 106 and one, he turned around and said it again in, in Psalm 107 and one. But notice Psalm 106 and one. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. He is good. You ready for it? His mercy endures. Get this. Forever. That's not like humans. We, we'll, we'll have mercy on somebody and help them. But then when we see them back in that same shape, that boy don't want to be helped. He don't want to be helped. He don't want to be helped. Lord have mercy. I, I just gave him $10. Look at him now. I know what in the world he'd do with them $10. But look at the text. His mercy endures forever. We look good this morning, don't we? 
But how many times have, have we missed the mark? How many times have we fell on our face? But God had mercy. Walker, I know you messed up, but I still love you, son. Come on, get up. Get up, Walker. How, how many times have you messed up and you pray, God, don't let nobody know what I did. Lord, don't expose me. And the Lord say, I'm, I'm, I'm covering your son. All help sin. His mercy endures. But understand this. This is really what I want you to grasp about this verse. Whatever comes against you that tries to stop you from getting help from God. I don't care how powerful that thing or that person is. I don't care what the report says. God's mercy endures forever. Let's break that down. He's going to help you forever. That means even when you get a bad report, God's still going to help you. Even when you can't do it the way you want to do it, God's going to help you. Why? His mercy endures forever. You just got to trust in his mercy and say, I, I can't hardly move, but I know God is able to give me the strength I need to get out this bed. I know God is going to strengthen my ankles, my knees, my legs, my arms. In order for me to be able to carry out what he has ordained for me to do. His mercy endures how long? But you got to trust it forever. If his mercy has helped, trust him to help you from this day forward. Well, is it a limit? No, limit. God is omnipotent. There is nothing too hard for him. You, you know, Sarah got in trouble for trying to put a limit to God. Woo, don't you mess around and get in trouble because you're trying to limit God. I didn't ask God to have mercy because I ain't got good credit, but I really need a car. But I, I just wonder, wonder. <laughs> Ain't nothing too hard for God, baby girl. I said, ain't nothing too hard for God. You ain't got to limit God. He, he, he said through the prophet, how is my arm too short that it cannot save? Don't get in trouble because you think God can't do what he promised. Paul so understood how powerful and merciful God was to where he said all of his promises are yes and amen. You know one, one connotation of amen is so be it. I said one connotation is so be it. 
When you pray according to God's word, you know what God does? He puts an amen to your prayer. So be it. He said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. So when you get to seeking and, and, and you get to finding and you get to asking, God said, amen. So be it. Let it happen. And it does not matter what kind of opposition is coming against you. His mercy endures forever. But remember, in Proverbs 3 and 3, it's not just mercy that we're talking about. We got a combo going on. <laughs> I said, we got a combo going on. We started out with mercy, but we're going to end with truth. Truth. That which is certain. That which cannot change. Facts can change. Truth can change. Don't try to put fact and truth on the same page. Because if fact and truth are the same, Jesus is not truth. But Jesus decreed in John 14 and 6, I am the way, secondly, the truth. And according to Hebrews 13 and 8, truth or Jesus does not change. Hebrews 13 8, Jesus Christ is saying, yesterday, today, and forever. Truth is that which can not change. You got to be very powerful when it comes to not changing. Truth is powerful. That, that, that's the reason Jesus decreed in John 8, 31 and 32 in part, truth will make you free. He didn't say set you free. See, see, a man can set you free. But a man can't make you free. A man can't create you anew. See, God, when God made you free, he created you anew. What do you mean, preach? 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things have what? Pay. Behold, all things are new. It's a new creation. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The truth will make you free. It'll create you. It, it'll make your mind completely different. It'll transform your mind. Transform your talk. That's the reason folks are amazed that, that hadn't seen you in years and, and, and they just listening to you talking about hallelujah thank you Jesus and God this and God that because that recollection of you goes back years when every other word was a cuss word who don't try to act like you didn't ever curse yes you did every other word came out of your mouth 
was vulgar. It was a cuss word. But truth changed you. Ooh, maybe I ain't talking about you. Let me find out who I am talking about. If I'm talking about you, just look at me with your eyes wide open and say, truth changed me, Walker. You didn't say Walker right. Let's try it one more time. Truth changed me, Walker. The truth will make you what? Folk be telling you, you sure do look good. Man, what happened to you? Man, you look good. I need to get some of that. Truth will make you free. I'm telling y'all, so, some of us know how we used to be. We were jacked up. And, and when you tell folk, man, I just start doing what the Bible tells me to do. And, and it starts sanctifying me, changing me. And, and that's what happened. That's how. Yeah, that's how. But I know folk done been in, but they ain't letting the word sanctify Get this, John 17 and 17, this is what Jesus said to the Father. He said, sanctify them by your truth. And then he turned around and said, your word is truth. Truth sanctifies you. Truth makes you into a different person. It changes everything about you to the point to where folks are amazed that knew you one year but then 10 years later when they see you it just baffles them of what has transpired the truth will make you free that's the reason if, if somebody just said you know I'm, I'm, I'm Christian now yeah but I'm going to be able to see you can't be Christ-like without truth. Because truth, again, will make you free. I got to go further with it, though. The root meaning of truth that most folks fail to, uh, fail to realize, or folks may not even know, is faithfulness. The root meaning of truth is faithfulness. Hence, the just shall live by faith or truth. People are like, how in the world he want us to live by faith? Because faith equates truth. Or truth equates faith. You can't separate them. Your word is true. So then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word. The word. His word is true. But then faith comes by hearing the word. You can't separate truth from the word. And that's what changes us. The word. 
But here we have the combo of mercy and truth. Solomon, the proverb writer, reveals three things, three awesome things about mercy and truth. I'm going to deal with them, and we're going to be done. I'm going to deal with them briefly, and we're going to be done. But I've laid a foundation to where we understand what mercy and truth are, especially from a divine standpoint. Are we on the same page? So notice, I'm not going to do them in order or according to the text. I'm, I'm just going to deal with them as the Holy Spirit has led me to deal with them. Now notice the first thing I want to deal with in reference to what this combo of mercy and truth uh, are in reference to our life and what we should do with mercy and truth. Notice he says in the middle part of, of the second clause in verse 3, Proverbs 3 and 3, bind them around your neck. Bind them around your neck. Figuratively speaking, he's saying submit to mercy and truth. Submit to. Allow mercy and truth to have control. Allow mercy and truth to be a part of your direction. Breaking it down to be a part of your thoughts, your words, and your deeds. Bind them around your, your neck. Wear them like a chain. And when it's around your neck like a chain, everybody can, can see. I said everybody can see. And you're submitting to mercy and truth. Truth tells you to go left, you're going to go left. Truth tells you to go right, you're going to go right. And when you truly rightly divide the word and understand, Jesus himself ordained for us to submit to truth. Yeah, especially truth in reference to the Holy Spirit. Because John 16 and 13 says, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, what he going to do? He going to guide you into what? All truth. And isn't it amazing when he guides you into all truth, you see his mercy happening at the same time. He guides you into truth, and the more you get into truth, the more you experience God's mercy, kindness, or his, his help. Bind them around your neck. But then the second thing that, that he reveals here in the text that I want to deal with is found in the latter part of the third verse. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And the heart 
in one sense represents your mindset. Also your, your choices. And your choices and your mindset tie into your speech. That's the reason Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But notice again, he says, write them upon the tablet of your heart. The implication in one sense is this. Let mercy and truth be your remedy. Let mercy and truth be your remedy. Make sure they're in your, your heart. Make sure they get in your bloodstream. Make sure they become a part of your makeup so they can help you remain healthy. Hold, hold that thought. Let's go to Psalm 119. Let's go to Psalm 119. Write them upon the tablet of your what? Of your heart. Go to Psalm 119. And 11. Ready? This is what David said. Your word. Psalm 119 and 11. Your word I have hidden in my heart. Why David? That I might not sin. Well. Against you. Notice the connection. Write them upon the tablet of your what? Heart. That's what David's son said. But notice what his father said before he penned it. Your word. I done hear Well, in my heart. Why? It's protecting me. It's keeping me healthy. I don't want to sin against you. I don't, I don't want to do something mercy hadn't told me to do. I don't want to go nowhere truth hadn't led me to go. I don't want to sin against you. So I'm just going to hide it in my heart. I'm going to keep it in the secret place. I'm going to keep it in a place to where when I need it, I can pull it up. Don't you know we get in certain predictions, we just got to start quoting scripture. Woo! I said you get in certain predictions, you just got to start quoting. Or predicaments, you just got to start quoting scripture. Yeah, you get in a place where folks trying to tell you one thing and God done told you something else. You got to start quoting scripture. Then you got to start having a prayer line or a prayer life right then. They saying this, but you're praying at the same time. You're talking to them, but, but you're also praying in silence. Lord, you got to get these folk out my faith. Lord, you got to help me with these folk. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Lord, you got to help me with these Thy word have I here. Where? In my I don't want to sin against you. It's in me. Say to your neighbor, you got to have the word in you. You got to have the word where? Write them. But notice what he said. You got to write them. You have to make sure that the word is in you. You have to make sure that what you need to live by is in you. What did Jesus say to the devil? Man shall not live by but what? 
Every word. Every word. Every word that's coming from the mouth of God. The mouth of God on earth is the prophet. Jesus was saying you got to have the revealed word. Thank God what is written, but you have to have the revealed word. What, what is it about the revealed word? The revealed word in one sense represents to a person the word that they needed and received it. What we call the rhema. You got to have a rhema word. You can't, you can't go to your job and you dealing with a crazy supervisor, you can't, deal with, you can't deal with that person properly without the word. I don't care what you say. This man getting on your nerve every single day. If you ain't got the word in you sooner or later, you're going to get fooled. And, and what's going to come out of your mouth ain't going to be no hallelujah. It ain't going to be no thank you, Jesus. It ain't going to be no praise him anyhow. You got to have the word in you to deal with even church folk. I love all y'all, but some of y'all, you got to have the word to deal with you. It got to be in you because you, you come up with some crazy stuff. And it's, and it's one person you will drop it on. Pastor, I need to talk to you. Oh, God, Lord, I got, thank God I got you. <laughs> Say, your neighbor, you got to have the word to deal with folk. Even your spouse. Even your children. Even your cousin from Indiana. You got to have the word. You got to have the word, y'all holding on, to deal with yourself. Pretend you got a mirror and just hold it in your face and say, you know you a trip sometime. Come on, pull, up, pull out your mirror and just hold it up and look at yourself. You are a trip sometime. You know you didn't have no business saying that. You know you didn't have no business thinking. I'm going to tell y'all something. I could point the finger, but my biggest problem my biggest problem. I'm my biggest problem. If I can just get meeting. <laughs> they don't understand over here. I, I'm, I'm going over here. I am. My biggest problem. Y'all understand what I'm talking about, don't you? Pray for them. Now I'm talking about right now. Stretch your hand. And just say in Jesus' name. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And then finally he says, thank you, brother. In the first part, of Proverbs 3. Notice this. Hallelujah. Now notice this. Proverbs 3, 3, the first part. Look what he said. Let not mercy and truth do what? Forsake you. 
Do not relinquish or let go of mercy and truth. I, I, I don't care how low you get. I don't care how sick you get. You always ask God for mercy. Don't ever get to the point where you tell somebody, I was so weak I couldn't pray. Look, if you just can just in your mind have mercy, Lord. If you can't open up your mouth in your mind, have mercy, Lord. Some of us don't realize, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, you the truth. Mercy is stronger than any pill. Better than any shot. I have nothing against medication, but I'm going to tell you something. In, in 40 plus years, I have not taken any medicine. Any. Not even an aspirin. I have never taken a Tylenol. Or such. The biggest thing I have been relying on since I got saved is his mercy. Lord, I need you to help me. I be hurt now. I, I have been hurt to the point to where I could have turned a medicine cabinet out. Yes, I could. I could have went in there and, and got some stuff. And said, I'm going to take this. Say, yeah, yeah. But I have just trusted God for my healing time and time again. And I'm telling you, mercy works. Lord, this pain is so horrendous. Can you just allow your mercy to get in my bones? To get in my feet? Lord, this bursitis, this arthritis is cutting up and it's raining outside. Can you just warm up my feet, my knees, and search with your mercy? Don't give it up. Don't ever let come out of your mouth. I don't, I don't, I don't get God want to help me. Don't, don't let that come out of your mouth. No. Even when Jesus was facing death, I, I love he was yet dependent on God's mercy. He said, Lord, your will <laughs> be He was completely yielding to, to his mercy. And that was Jesus the human. It wasn't, it wasn't Jesus the son of God. It was Jesus the man. Your will be done. Not as I will. Your will be done. He was dependent on God's mercy. You never give up his mercy. I'm telling you, mercy will bring you from a deathbed. Mercy will help you make a smooth transition from, from, from earth to heaven. Why? That's its purpose. 
it endures forever. Last thing, verse 4. Lord have mercy. Y'all hold on. Now, when we apply the three things in reference to mercy and truth based upon verse 3, Solomon gives us the conclusion in verse 4 for doing such. He say, and so fine. The word fine means to acquire or receive. And so fine or receive. Oh, good God. Faithful. That which we can't get from anyone except God. Keeping the text theological. And so shall you find, acquire, or receive favor. Favor. Used to be an old saying, God's favor is not, is not fair. When it comes to the favor of God it represents God doing something for you no one else can do as his faithful I, I, I think sometimes why, why in the world did, did he allow me to prosper but some of the folk who were living better than me before I got saved died on the way. You ever thought about it? Why you? Look, look, look at how God favored you over others. See, see favor is, is when you, you barely graduated. You can't even mention cum laude because that ain't nowhere in your resume. You barely graduated from college. You got your degree and all that but you know you was a tenth of a point from graduating. Three days before graduation, you were just praying that you hadn't ordered your cap and gown in vain. But then, but then you do graduate. You ain't got no honors. You ain't got nothing ripped around your neck. You just walking through happy. Lord, I made it. I made it. I made but, but, But this is favor right here. This is favor. You go show up for the job and, and, and the person you know went to school with you that did graduate, summa cum laude. Is there for the same job. But to your amazement, you walk away with the job. And, and, and you know... <laughs> It wouldn't cost my grades. It wouldn't cost. I'm smarter than her. It was nothing but the favor of God. Nothing but the favor of God. That, that's what favor is. You're going through something in your body and, and countless folk have died. But then God shows you favor. 
says it looks like you're going to die, but you're not going to die because I'm not done with you yet. But now this is the thing. God will show you favor. But then you will be esteemed not only by God, but by man. They will recognize that ain't nothing but the favor of God on his by her life. And on that note, I'm done. Let's get a Lord hand of praise. Come on, let's give him a bigger hand of praise for his word.